0: Head to netsuite.com slash briefing now for their one-of-a-kind flexible financing program.
1: A few weeks ago, we talked about how President Biden was planning on visiting Saudi Arabia. And sure enough, Biden got an earful about it. Remember that fist bump with the Saudi crown prince? Even members of his own party were not pleased. But those harsh words feel kind of quaint compared to what we saw from China last week after U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi Touchdown in Taiwan.
0: The Chinese military has now launched live fire military drills around the island. Is it Chinese
1: state media saying this military show of force is the first time missiles launched from the mainland
0: have flown over Taiwan. And China has every right to defend its sovereignty and its territory integrity. We are fully justified to do what we must.
1: Today, we're going to take you to Taiwan with my guest, CNN senior international correspondent, Will Ripley. We talk about what made China so mad, how the trip could further degrade U.S.-China relations, and what it means for the millions of Taiwanese people caught in the middle. It's August 7th, and this is the Sunday edition of CNN Five Things. I'm David Rind. Well, I want to get to Nancy Pelosi's visit last week. But first, I just want to take a step back and ask you for a pocket-sized history lesson on Taiwan, since you're based there in Taipei. What should we know about Taiwan and its relationship to China?
0: Taiwan is an island off the coast of mainland China, about 100 miles, actually, off the coast. And it's not that big. Hmm. I mean, if you take a high-speed train, you can get from the northern portion of the island to the south in about 90 minutes. Wow. Taiwan has its own government, its own passport, its own military, its own currency. It's a major economic hub. It's the eighth largest um, in Asia, the 18th largest in the world by purchasing power parity. And they, they're a leader in um, a very crucial semiconductor, high-tech industry. They're the world's number one producer of chips that power our, our devices. At the end of China's civil war... The losing side, the nationalists in 1949 fled here to Taiwan. There was a bloody civil war against the Chinese Communist Party. And so this Nationalist Party actually set up their own authoritarian government here. Monday's inauguration was the crowning moment of a democratic journey, which began in 1987 when Taiwan's ruling Nationalist Party ended close to four decades of military dictatorship. Back in the 1990s, Taiwan fully democratized. So they switched from authoritarian rule to democracy and had direct presidential elections. Their first direct presidential election was 1996. Calling his next term a new era of popular sovereignty, Li Denghui has put the international community and his giant neighbor mainland China on notice. Democracy here is very young. And, and as a result, it's also fragile. It's fragile because of the threat that it's under, You know, with the ruling Communist Party in Beijing claiming that Taiwan is part of its own, even though the communists have never ruled over this island because it was the losing side that came here and took it over, but, but Xi Jinping, who's now you know arguably the, the most powerful Chinese leader since Mao, he wants to reunify with Taiwan, wants to bring Taiwan back to, in, in their words, the motherland. They talk about this one China principle, Uh, meaning that there's only, they believe, only one China in the world and that Taiwan belongs to a communist-ruled China. So uh, China, you know, really has tried to isolate them in terms of forcing countries to make a choice. Are you going to identify China or Taiwan as China? And now, you know, there's a lot of concern because China has essentially, by not condemning Russia's war on Ukraine, it's fueling a lot of speculation over China's intentions for Taiwan.
1: So you mentioned that countries have to make a choice when it comes to Taiwan versus China. What kind of choice did the U.S. make when it comes to dealing with the island?
0: So the U.S. has really tried to walk the tightrope, if you will. So China has a one China principle. Mainland China says there is only one China in the world. The United States' one China policy is that it acknowledges Beijing's position that Taiwan is part of China. But it doesn't support Taiwan independence, but it opposes any unilateral change to the status quo from either side. So the status quo is that Taiwan can run itself, they have their own economy, their own government, China stays out of it. Um, The longstanding policy- Like we don't agree
1: that it's its own country, but you're not gonna come in China and bully them around.
0: Yeah, 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 so basically like, okay, okay, yeah, you guys are related, but like, you know, they do their thing, you do your thing, and as long as you guys don't mess with each other, you're fine, you know, imagine that kind of a deal. Now, this uh, really longstanding policy is guided by the Taiwan Relations Act, basically, for the U.S. to maintain a robust but unofficial relationship with Taiwan, sell weapons to Taiwan to help Taiwan defend themselves, but the U.S. will no longer have like military bases in Taiwan like they did after World War II.
1: So that brings us up to today, and Nancy Pelosi made this trip last week, and we've seen congressional delegations visit other countries, including Taiwan in the past. Why was this one so controversial?
0: Well, for one, Nancy Pelosi's position uh, as the House Speaker puts her second in line to the presidency. So she's essentially the third most powerful person in terms of politics in the U.S. government. And, you know, she, she's not a big fan of China in the Communist Party, I should say. she's not. She's, I'm sure she's a fan of China and the Chinese people and Chinese culture, which is, I must say, fascinating and beautiful and rich and worth exploring. The vast majority of the one and a half billion Chinese are not members of the Communist Party. They're good people. They're people that are working hard and and I think Nancy Pelosi has always been very outspoken about protecting those people. For years, the world has watched in horror as Beijing has accelerated his, its campaign to dismantle the rights and freedoms of the people of Hong Kong from its She's worked to try to you know fight against Chinese alleged human rights abuses, and it is a cause. Which will never die. She visited Tiananmen Square in 1991 with a group and, like, unfurled this banner. Get
1: out, get out. Yeah, we picked
0: up. Was chased off by police. If we do not speak up because of commercial interest in support of human rights in China, we lose all moral authority to speak up for them any other place in the world. Now, what's interesting is that when Pelosi wanted to visit Taiwan back in April but had to cancel because she got COVID, it actually didn't create much of a stir. The difference this time is that it's the proximity to this really sensitive period when Xi Jinping is set to enter this unprecedented third term as uh, China's leader. She would basically have to act tough so that he doesn't look weak. Uh, this is why you know President Biden publicly said that right now the U.S. military doesn't think it's a good idea for Pelosi to go to Taiwan. Her arrival in and of itself was kind of dramatic because her plane got in three hours late. They had to take a three-hour detour from Malaysia to try to avoid the South China Sea, which is heavily militarized. So it, that you know fact in and of itself, you know the armored convoy that brought uh, Speaker Pelosi to her hotel, the Grand Hyatt Taipei near Taipei 101, that big skyscraper that they lit up with a welcome sign for her. I mean, you had like hundreds, if not thousands, of people out there taking pictures and, and, and watching and seeing. What is your message? Uh, you're here, Pelosi is going to be arriving yeah. in Taiwan. Mm. What is your message?
1: Yeah, we all know that uh, speaker of the House, uh, speaker of House is uh, Nancy Pelosi has been supporting Taiwan for decades. And it's very
0: important for me as a Taiwanese to be here tonight to welcome her. Because, you know, Beijing has diplomatically isolated this island, these things don't happen. This, I mean, this big of a visit hasn't happened in 25 years. In fact, when Pelosi's own political career began, protests uh, were not allowed in Taiwan. And she had all these protesters out, some you know, in favor of her, some against her. And that is democracy in action. I mean, she really witnessed their their transition uh, from, from a dictatorship to a democracy.
1: Today, the world faces a choice between democracy and autocracy.
0: She gave this speech in Taiwan's parliament talking about, you know, that the importance of, of never... Uh, you know, abandoning their commitment to Taiwan, being proud of the enduring friendship. And now more than ever, America's solidarity with Taiwan is crucial. And that is the message we are bringing here today. And then a couple hours later, she's on the plane and she's out.
1: More with Will Ripley in just a bit. So where we last left off, well, Nancy Pelosi had just left Taiwan. What happened next? China had been making all these warnings in the lead up to the trip. How did they respond?
0: At first, we thought it was going to be, you know, the strong rhetoric. You know, you play with fire, you're going to get die by it. You're going to burn, get burned or propaganda. It turned out to be much more than that. China has officially started military drills around Taiwan, making good on a threat that Taipei will pay a price for hosting House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. They now have ships and planes and everything operating in these military exercises in like six locations around Taiwan. Projectiles also spotted being shot near the Taiwan Strait. Chinese state media said the exercises are to simulate an air and sea blockade around Taiwan. And so when you look at the map that China released, it, it looks like this really intimidating like, encirclement of Taiwan. Now, are all of them there all at once? And is it like, happening all at the same time? No. I mean, it's over a period of days. But just by showing the map of what, what China would, might do uh, if they were going to blockade Taiwan and try to stop um, weapons from coming in and potentially even you know, you know, cutting communication lines and internet and stuff, I mean, these are all things that would happen and could happen if there were to ever be a conflict. And it's a really terrifying scenario. And when people can look out their door and see explosions and live fire happening, you know, within sight of their homes here in Taiwan, and they know that it's Chinese ships out there doing that. It's designed to make people feel scared and to make people feel uncertain and to make people question their government's decision to kind of roll out the red carpet for Nancy Pelosi for 20 hours. And then, you know, how many days or months or, you know, is Taiwan going to pay the price? Because it's not just military, but it's also economic. They're sanctioning exports.
1: Hmm. What is the mood on the streets for all the people that live there? Because, you know, you mentioned the map and how it seems like at some point Taiwan could be surrounded. It seems like they're kind of caught in the middle of of all these tensions between China and the U.S. How, how are people feeling about this?
0: You know, it's interesting. I draw parallels to my years covering the Korean Peninsula, and when even at the you know, height of tensions, the fire and fury days where, you know, you didn't know if president Trump was going to like send a nuke to North Korea and then what they would do.
1: My button is bigger than yours. That kind of thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They were just took, you know, now they're like best buddies and they write each other love letters, but they were ready to push each other's buttons, nuclear buttons back then. And, you know, and every, you know, everybody around the world, was like, you know, there's this real sense of panic. And people that lived there were calm for the most part. It didn't phase them, uh, North and South. People were like, yeah, you know, it is what it is. Uh, and I think that is just uh, what happens when you live in a place where your whole life you've kind of been told that this this threat exists and yet your life has kind of continued on normally. People here have lived under authoritarian rule. I don't think anybody here, certainly the younger generation that's grown up with democracy, would like to see Taiwan ever get back to anything like that. So Taiwan doesn't have any way in terms of military to, to stand up against you know, face to face, China's military. Although I say this, but look at Ukraine and Russia, right? I mean, Taiwan's really studying Ukraine and Russia. You know, how can they become more of an asymmetric? You know, they call it the porcupine strategy, where they just make it really, you know, annoying. Yes, maybe China could eventually do it, but it's going to be a lot harder than and it's more expensive and difficult than they expected. And hopefully, in that amount of time, allies, friends of Taiwan would come and help i'm not
1: concerned because i have my belief in the bravery of taiwanese and i think um, the visit of speaker pelosi to taiwan also sends a very clear message to taiwan that
0: the u.s has been a staunch supporter for taiwan and we firmly believe this and i think that's why they see long term the value of a visit with someone like nancy pelosi it is more than, than telling her not to come and when China may have just been waiting for an excuse to do this kind of thing anyway.
1: Well, Ripley, thanks so much for the time. Appreciate it.
0: Good to be with you. Thank you very much.
1: The Sunday edition of CNN Five Things is produced by Paula Ortiz and me, David Ryan. Our production manager is Matt Dempsey. Our senior producer is Muhammad Darwish. Our supervising producer is Greg Peppers. And the executive producer of CNN Audio is Megan Marcus. Have a nice week. I'll talk to you next time.